Hello there. Welcome to another Coffee Break with Lance Phelps. Today, I wanted to finish up my look at No Other God by John Frame. So today is going to be kind of a summing and a conclusion, but I did want to cover the final or the second to last chapter 13 a little bit, where John Frame quickly goes over some other issues that open theists encounter according to the various biblical doctrines that are out there. So the first thing that he deals with is biblical inspiration. How can the open theist ensure, given the libertarian free will of man, how can he ensure that the Bible is going to be perfect, that his Bible is going to be uh, without error? And of course, John Frame argues here that they really can't, because if we truly do have libertarian free will, either it's going to have to be suspended at this point, as it is in so many other places throughout the Bible, Either it's going to have to be suspended at this point, or we're just going to have to accept the Bible can't be without error. Now, I believe that this would be a mistake. The Bible is without error, and it is, is, uh, as Paul puts it, is profitable for teaching and righteousness, that the man of God may be equipped for every good work. But I don't think that open theists can actually truly uh, consistently hold this position. And then Frame all continues on other aspects of it and says, and he writes this, Even worse, because of his ignorance, the open theist God sometimes gives bad advice. According to Boyd, God may give guidance to someone that turns out to be bad advice. To Boyd, God is not to blame because he could not have anticipated the the turn of events. He made his best judgment, but that turned out to be faulty. Now, to me, this this just seems... I I don't even know how to express how absurd this seems. And it should be kind of an uh, an indication of how far the open theist is willing to go in sacrificing God and his qualities in order to maintain human free will. It is such an insane and I'm by that of course I mean non-free agency, libertarian free will. It is such a such a non-negotiable that they would go to go so far as to say, you know, God can give bad advice that the Bible, you know, can't actually and then their con- the conclusion that you must draw from there their assertions is that the Bible can't actually be, the Bible cannot actually be perfect. And then John Frame deals with sin. And the question is, how can we still be held morally responsible if it is that we are under a libertarian scheme of sin? And I believe the answer is we actually cannot. Because as we saw in chapter 8, the fact is that libertarian freedom actually destroys moral responsibility. I'll go ahead and read Frame here. As I argued in chapter 8, this view of freedom actually destroys moral responsibility and therefore any orthodox view of human sinfulness. Certainly it is not compatible with the doctrine of original sin as taught in the Reformed Confessions. You see, when someone sins or when someone does something, there must be a reason for why they do it in order for us to be held responsible. But according to libertarian free will, as Rene Descartes infamously now uh, pointed out, in order for us to be truly free in a libertarian sense, we must be also indifferent to that action. We must have nothing that actually caused the action. Therefore, our emotions, our desires must be, in the end, not to blame for causing that. So where did the action come from? Well, the action then must come from a random occurrence in some essence that is beyond us, that just forces itself upon our desires. We are sort of a sideline creature taking a, you know, having a first rate view as to what is happening in our lives. But nevertheless, the action and decision is not, it doesn't stem from our desires for we really don't know where it stems. And then the question is, how can we be held responsible for that? 
Next, he deals with, well, not next, but he has a couple other ones he deals with. The next that I wanted to actually look at here was, he deals with heaven and hell. And I'm going to quote him on this. In open theism, it is not clear how even the saints in heaven can be assured of their salvation. For if they have libertarian free will, what is to prevent them from falling again? And if God takes from them the gift of free will, how can it have the, the value that open theists attribute it to it? And then really, this is this is something that we see in uh, some early theologians. They so take, like, like I believe Justin Martyr and also Origen, so take away the uh, biblical nature of the will and so find themselves in the camp of libertarian free will that they, they have to remove even our assurance of, of salvation in heaven. Suddenly now that's taken away and, well, we can fall back into sin and even in heaven. And this, of course, seems absolutely absurd. So, all in all, John Frame does a great job in this book, basically annihilating the open theist position. He removes the foundation upon which open theism rests, which is libertarian free will. He utterly destroys it, in my opinion. I, I have not read a better critique of libertarian free will as, as insofar as a critique that destroys it. And really, it's, it's amazing how unbiblical these concepts are and how much the open theist relies on on a philosophical presupposition in order to press their point forward. But there is problems and there is there is a, a few good things that we can take out of open theism, as I'm going to read in John Frame's quote here. But overall, I would say that I highly recommend John Frame's book, No Other God. John Frame points out that open theism has actually helped him to deepen his understanding of the way God operates. Though it hasn't changed his opinion, and I don't think the same with mine, it hasn't changed my opinion even in the slightest, it still has nevertheless deepened his and my understanding of, of how God operates and some of the nuance that goes in there. And, but John Frame writes this, But I am also deeply saddened by the course that their thinking has taken. They have denied God's sovereign lordship over his creation. They have denied his rule over time and his unchangeable internal purpose. They have denied his exhaustive knowledge of the future. All for what? They have done all this to make their theology consistent with libertarian freedom. An incoherent, unbiblical speculation that denies divine sovereignty and destroys what it purports to establish, namely, human responsibility before God. A gospel of grace is a gospel of divine sovereignty. That message may be distasteful to modern people, but it is the word of God, and without it, we have no hope. Free will leaves us in despair. Only sovereign grace can bring salvation, faith, and hope. That's all I have for you today. Make sure to check out our website, divedeep.net, for more content, including blog posts, book reviews, and video content. If you like this podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out our main episodes of Dive Deep on the podcast feed and stream live on Facebook every other Thursday night at 7 p.m. That's at facebook.com slash divedeeppodcast. We hope to see you there. Soli Deo Gloria.